The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Chris Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with the Sam Brewski. And this is Hoop Ball Grizz. Told you he'd be back tonight. Welcome back, Sam. What's up? Ladies and gentlemen, glad you can make it. Yeah, we are here for another post game episode. This one not so friendly for the Grizzlies. The win streak comes to an end. They got smacked, one thirty four to one sixteen. The Pacers beat the Grizzlies, like I said, but I hate it. And I feel like the eighteen point deficit at the end of the game is not really telling. No, of how bad the Grizzlies lost this game. No. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> the the Pacers just dominated the game. Here's the deal. The the Grizzlies outscored the Pacers in the third and fourth quarter. That's you heard me right. They outscored them in the third and fourth and they still lost by 18 points. Yeah, they outscored them well, by 2 and 1, but still but still. Sam, stop. You're not <laughs> helping me out here. You're not helping. They did outscore them in the it second half. It doesn't matter. The, exactly. They outscored still got them. beat. Get smacked. Indiana just shot the ball. This is what I'm going to stop doing. You will never see another tweet from me like this. And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. I tweeted out at halftime. The Grizzlies are shooting 35.6% from the field. They're losing to Indiana. Indiana's shooting nearly 60% from the field. It's not likely that Indiana continues this pace. There's a lot of basketball and a lot of time for the Grizzlies to make this a game. Guess what? Indiana maintained that pace and continued to kick the Grizzlies' butt. And smacked him around. And here's the reason I'm never going to tweet that again, Sam. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't remember exactly which game it was. I know who the opponent was. It was the Spurs at Memphis. Yeah. And I tweeted out something very similar to this last year. All oh, the Spurs are shooting 90% from the field at half. They're not going to maintain this. That and was, they freaking did. That was the the... First Spurs game, I think, I believe. Yeah, I can't Aldridge, remember. I'd have it, to go back and look. They were shooting like 70% at halftime. It, I was, it was something. It was like 72%. Astronomical, like it was ridiculous. Like you never heard it before in your life kind of numbers. It was crazy. I remember that. And they fell off some, but not a lot. They ended up shooting like 60% or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they were over 60% on the game. Yeah. and I'm So, I'm done. I'm not tweeting that anymore because every time I'm like, oh, hey, they're not going to maintain this pace. Surprise! Here we go. They maintain the pace. The Grizzlies struggled on the offensive end. This was a schedule loss. Is is basically what this is. We talked about it before the game. The keys to victory for the Grizzlies is the defense from the front court and the help on Sabonis and Turner. Sabonis and Miles Turner combined for 54 points, 24 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and 5 blocks, 22 of 28 from the field. And I don't have the percentages exactly on that, but that's over 
70%. It's going to be close to 80% from the field for God. those guys on the night. The Grizzlies front court did not have what they needed in order to contain these guys. Talked about it. We knew that the Grizzlies were going to struggle stopping these two. Mm-hmm. Sabonis is an all-star caliber center. Miles Turner is the type of big man that JV has fits with. Turner, can he can stretch the floor. He can move. And JV cannot keep up with him. Mm-hmm. I really think that Tillman is a pretty good matchup against Turner. But you don't have an answer. Tillman, BC, pretty good matchup against Turner. But you don't have an answer for Sabonis. And tonight the Grizzlies had a, didn't have an answer for either one of those guys. Sam, I'm going to ask you a question. Don't come with some crazy stuff. I'm kicking you off the show <laughs> live if you do. Okay. There was a lot of chatter on Twitter throughout the game about the Grizzlies missing JV. How much of an impact do you realistically think that he would have made on this game? Probably not much on this one. I don't think I defensively I don't know because like you said, you know, he could probably so, cuz Sabonis and him they're about the same. I think Sabonis can move a little better than him. In the but, history like JV is matched up well against these two guys. Okay. Turner gives him fits, that's a, that's what but JV's had, had pretty good. You know, he's had pretty good games against these guys. Well, so go well, ahead. Did, I, didn't, did. I didn't mean. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is Turner probably would have gave him fits? Would they have won tonight? Probably not. So the rebounding deficit was not that big. The Grizzlies grabbed thirty six rebounds. The Pacers grabbed a total of forty two. But here's the problem: that's close. the the Pacers had nine offensive rebounds. I don't know how many points that translated into, but there were a lot of second-chance points. A lot of those were in the first half, and that's really where the Grizzlies fell behind because, again, like I said, although it was only three points, the Grizzlies did outscore them in the second half. Well, they did, yeah. They did. That's what you want to do to win games, but you can't be down by a freaking ton going into halftime. So, tough game. Win streak ends at 7. They fall just short of the franchise record on the win streak. 116. I lost it. It went away. 116 to 134. Grizzlies fall to 9-7. and seven. And I want to correct myself. Last night I said 5th place. But the one thing that I didn't take into consideration, the win percentage was the same as Denver. So, that's why I'm like, ah, oh, Grizzlies are in 5th. Win percentage being the same, your standings are based off of your losses. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies had fewer losses in the Nuggets. So as of last night, they were in fourth. After losing tonight, they dropped to sixth behind the Suns. They dropped back behind the Nuggets and sixth behind the Suns. But still a good place to be considering all of the injuries and everything that the Grizzlies have gone through. Now I'm going to go back to the JV conversation because I want to have it. Isaac Simpson was on there, and there, there was like a, there was a ton of back and forth on Twitter about the JV conversation. I'm not going to talk about this a ton. I want to have this conversation with Isaac when he comes on Saturday, and so I'm going to save a lot of my big bullets for him. But I'm on the same page as Sam for this game. 
Does JV make a difference in this game? I will never in my life say JV does not make a difference in a game. He 100% does. He gives the Grizzlies something that they do not have when he's not in there, and that's a big man that can score at will. He can take over a game in the post. He's capable of doing it. He's done it before. He's been an anchor for the Grizzlies. Cannot stress enough how much I love JV. But I don't think his impact would have made that much of a difference in tonight's game. The the Pacers set season highs on freaking everything. It was stupid how many things they were talking he, about it at the end of the game. He ran out of breath naming them almost. Yeah. It was so, crazy. Just under 60% from the field, 59.8%. They were 55% on almost 33-point attempts. Gosh. Yuck. Mama said there'll be days like this. Well, there it be. And today was one of those days. Over the course of an NBA season, you're going to have a minimum of a handful of games on both sides, wins, losses. You're going to have a minimum of a handful that you cannot explain. Like you're, it, it, It's not necessarily that the other team was just that much better than you, but you're going to run into a team that's that is on their game that night and there's nothing you can do to beat them. And there's going to be times when teams run into you and you're on that kind of streak and there's nothing they can do to beat you. Unfortunately for the Grizzlies and our win streak, that happened in Indianapolis tonight. There it went. It ended. So we're moving on. The next game is Thursday at home against the Rockets. Just a friendly reminder, we will not be doing a post game. That game got pushed back to an 8.30 local start time. And I've got to be at work at 5 in the morning. And I've got to be at work at 6. It's going to be a late night and an early morning. I'm going to be dragging Friday. But I'm going to that game. It's going to happen. It's happening. Can't wait. First game in a little over a year for me. I think just a little under a year for Just a little under a year for me. Yep. The last game I went to was the Hawks last year. That yep, was their, that was right before they shut the season right, down. Was, they had a game there, and I think it was – I don't even remember who it was. They had a game after that. We didn't go, and then they shut it down the day, the two days after that or something yeah. like that. Did they have a game after? I don't they did. Okay. They did. They had one more after. I do know that. But So, Sammy Boy, we are 10 minutes into this thing. We hadn't even ran through the stat lines for the Grizzlies. You start us off, you get the first three, I'll get the next three, and we'll bounce back and forth like that, man. Start us cool. off. Oh, John Morant played 28 and a half minutes, had 10 points, one rebound, five assists, two steals, one block, shot two for 10 for 20% from the field. Dylan Brooks played 27 and a half minutes, had 25 points, three rebounds, one assist, three steals, and shot 10 of 18 for 55.6. A fishing game for Dylan. Let's get it, DB. Get it. Yep, Grizzlies lose this game by 40 if Dylan is having a bad night. Bingo. Uh, Brandon Clark played 25 minutes, had nine points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and shot four for seven for 57%. Throwing it over to you. Xavier Tillman, just under 23 minutes, 12 points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, 50% 50 from the field for him. 
Kentucky. Kyle Anderson struggled tonight. He was 6-5, two assists, one steal. Shot two for seven from the field, 0 for two from three. Desmond Bain, 16 points, three rebounds, five assists, six for 13, three for six from three. Back to you for the rest of them, Sam. All right. Gorgie, 25 minutes, five points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block. Shot one for four for 25%. DeAnthony Melton, Mr. Do Something, did a little bit tonight. The Hoop Ball Headliner. Hoop Ball Headliner. Get it. Get it. 22 minutes, 12 points, two rebounds, six assists, two blocks, four for eight for 50% from the field, and one for five from three point. Tyus Jones, right at 21 minutes, 12 points, three rebounds, three assists, shot five for 10 from the field. John Conchar, almost a career high. His career high is 10 points. He had nine. He had nine. I was hoping he'd break it tonight, but he didn't. He had uh, t- right at 20 minutes, six rebounds, two steals, and he shot three for six from the field. So, DeAnthony Melton is a couple made baskets away from having the craziest four-game stretch. I wish he'd done it. And it's still maybe, even without the made shots tonight, you go from a coach's decision did not play to playing almost 30 minutes a game and just under 20 points. And, you know, with a, with a 12-point, if he made a couple buckets, it's a little bit closer. I didn't do the math. I wish I had before the show got on, but we're cutting this really, really close after the game stopped. So, we're you know, I didn't really have time to do a ton of math. But he's had a stretch after that coaches did not play, coaches' decision did not play, DeAnthony Melton has been on fire. He's hot. He didn't shoot the ball well from three to nine, but still a good game for him. The Swiss Army knife. Yes. 12 points, <laughs> two rebounds, six assists, two blocks. Doing the things that he does. Bringing injury to the game. That name just First fits man him. off of the bench. That name just fits, man. It is. It's a great. I like Mr. Do Something. I love that. Well, Mr. Do He's Something. He's out there doing something. Yeah, because he is. Both of those are pretty fitting. That's a man. I'm I'm glad that you brought that up early. That was the first fun fact for Mr. DeAnthony Melly. I thought that for for it being the first, I thought that was the way to do it. We will go back to the Swiss Army knife often moving forward. Yes. Because I am definitely a fan of it. I... Man, I feel like I'm continuously beating this drum with him. Oh, boy. About... Where is he going to be whenever everybody is back and everybody is healthy? You you can't take him off the floor. You it, cannot justify it. Go ahead, man. I was talking. About I was going to be. I was. I was going to say that's really dumb if they do, if they do that. That's really dumb because he. Well, like you said, he's on fire. He's hot. He, he's, he's hot. So here's the argument. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Talked about this a little bit today on Twitter, but I'm going to play a devil, devil's advocate here. What does Grayson Allen bring to the table that DeAnthony Melton does not? Before this three-game stretch here, the one strong point that you could bring for Grayson Allen was his three-point shot. 
DeAnthony Melton has struggled shooting the three. That's no longer the case. He had a bad night tonight, one for five, but that's no longer the case. In every other facet of the game, the edge goes to DeAnthony Melton. Everything else outside of three-point shooting, the edge goes to DeAnthony Melton. And I will still give the three-point shooting edge to Grayson Allen. But DeAnthony Melton is not struggling right now. You cannot give his minutes to Grayson Allen. You can. You're the coach. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to call you stupid if you do it. And I'm going to do the same thing. You can't justify that. There's no reasoning. There's nothing that you can give me that's going to convince me that it makes sense. I, I talked about players that you can argue are better than him. And my son tore me a new one. He's like, are you saying these guys are... I, I talked about the guys on the team. What a name. I think I named six guys on the team that you could argue. Um, Dylan Brooks, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, JV, Kyle Anderson. I can't even remember. I, so those five for sure. Those are the five that I named. You did have six. I remember that. I'm not. Obviously, there's some of the guys in that conversation that you can say, okay, these guys are better than DeAnthony Melton. You can argue that Kyle has a bigger impact. You can argue different ways for different guys. Who was the other one, Sam? Was it Jaron? Did you mention Jaron? I mentioned Jaron. Yeah. Jaron. Well, hang on, hang on, because this is who Justice. I got. Justice was my sixth. That's okay, because I Jaren, had John, Dylan, Brandon, Kyle. Well, I don't know about Kyle, but I would say He's Kyle. one that I mentioned. Yeah, I mentioned and then um, Jay- then Jonas, and then Jaron. That's the ones I would have said right there. Yeah, yeah. So you got Jaron, Justice, Ja, Jonas, Kyle. Brandon. And Brandon. Those six guys. Dylan. Are got- oh, yeah. So that's seven. Seven. Maybe it was seven. You I had thought six, it was six, but that, that's, what, that's where so, I would put. So you can, you can talk. We don't really know what Justice is going to bring to the table. But th- those seven guys, you can argue, okay, you can maybe justify giving these guys playing time, although so position-wise, some of those guys are not even really going to play into it. And my son's like, are you saying that Kyle Anderson's better than DeAnthony Melton? In some cases, Depends. you can argue that fact. Depends what you're talking about. All I'm saying is that outside of those seven guys that I just named – there's nobody else on the roster at this point in their career. Later on, Tillman may move there. Later on, Desmond Bain may move there. There's guys that have a chance to get into this argument on where they're at with DeAnthony Melton or, you know, versus DeAnthony Melton. Even though they're the same team, it's not ever like a versus, but like who are you putting in the rotation? You can argue those seven guys. But right now, you don't even have those seven guys healthy. Not all of those guys are healthy. Even when Grayson comes back, which is really the biggest guy that competes for minutes with Melton for what he does. Melton was the first guy off the bench tonight. Happy to see that. 22 minutes. I think if the game was closer, he plays a lot more than 22 minutes. He probably would have broke 30. I He's been, you know, he played yeah. 30 the last two. There's mm-hmm. no reason that he doesn't. If the game's closer, he he's playing more than 22 minutes, no doubt about it. 
But I would love to hear reasoning as to why you would give his minutes to Grayson Allen when Grayson Allen comes back and get healthy. I don't think anybody has got an argument strong enough to convince me that you should do that. You ain't going to hear nothing from me. Yeah, I just, he, he is a guy that should be on the floor. Swiss Army Knife out there doing everything. Mr. Do Something. Every night, night in, night out. Okay. he He's becoming a better three-point shooter, which scoring would have been a thing. It, it's so crazy because in this offseason, before the contract with him, I had a conversation with uh, Joe from Grizzly Bear Blues, and we were talking comps for DeAnthony Melton. And, you know, Joe was on the higher end of the contract of what he would offer Melton. And I'm like, man, that's Marcus Smart money. And Melton is not there. And Joe kind of checked me a little bit on this. He's like, man, go back and look at Marcus Smart's numbers his first few seasons and look at where DeAnthony Melton's at. While he's not where Marcus, he's not at the Marcus Smart level. He's not far from it. His numbers are right there comparatively. If you look at him season for season of where Marcus Smart started as to where he is now and where DeAnthony Melton is at this point in his career, they are very similar. So maybe the Grizzlies got a discount on this contract. The bubble performance scared me with Melton. You know, you can have bad stretches. You can have slumps. Get that. Understand it. Didn't know that he was completely broken, but I did not want to give him big money. I'm okay with the contract that they gave him, obviously. Seeing what he's doing now, I think they're looking pretty good from that one. So we're on final score of the game again. Indiana Pacers 134, Memphis Grizzlies 116. Grizzlies 9-7 and seven on the season, good for sixth seed in the West. Next game at home at the Forum, Thursday against the Rockets. They get to travel home and get a rest day. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Rockets are in OKC the night before, and the Grizzlies get the Rockets on the second game of a back-to-back. Sam, you going to pull that up for me? Yep, you are correct. Yeah, you are that's correct. what it is. Yes. Okay. Yep. I thought that was a case. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I thought that was the case. So you may see some Rockets players rest in that game. Are they may I don't know how they'll do it. They may rest the OKC game and then play the Memphis game. Will be interesting to watch. OKC to Memphis is not a long trip. No. So especially if you fly. I mean. You 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 may not uh you may not see any rest from the Rockets. But this is a post James Harden Rockets team who now, with the Grizzlies' loss tonight, the Rockets currently own the longest win streak in the NBA. They've been playing good basketball since James Harden left. Sammy Boy's prediction is on par right now. Yes. Wasn't trying to jinx it. I said going into this week, if they can come out of the week two and two, that I would be happy. They still have a legitimate shot of doing that. They sure do. And they could easily finish it what oh sammy boy put him at three one so we'll see what happens this take this one on the chin growing pain strike it up to whatever you want 
The Pacers played fantastic tonight. The Grizzlies did not have it. They lose the game. The the Pacers, honestly, my opinion, are just a better team right now. They just are. They they are. I like I I will give you that. They, the, have, the Pacers, they have more experienced players. They the Grizzlies are, just, are a younger team. The Grizzlies are not healthy right now. The Pacers are too. healthy. And but I mean they Sabonis has been around. Miles Turner's been around. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Michael Malcolm Brogdon. He's been around for a while now. I mean, they, you've got three studs right there, and I didn't only name three people. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday. I mean, it's yep. just you've got a they've got a ton of veterans on that team. That yeah, just, they're, yeah, they're and, just and even you know Aaron Holiday in the preseason game that we went to a couple of years ago looked great. Oh yes, looked great, and I I still think that he ends up being the best Holiday brother. You're predicting him to be better than Drew. Huh? I think that he ends up being the best holiday brother. Ooh, man. I don't know. Don't that'll, know if you heard it here be first. Interesting to watch. It that'll will be interesting to see. Yep. He you know, he's playing behind some guys right now, but he's seen the floor more and more and looking good. That's it. Tough loss for the Grizzlies. You take this one on the, you, you lose your win streak going up a Against a team on Thursday that's coming in on a win streak, how do you bounce back? How do you handle it? You get JV back, and hopefully Christian Wood has a bad night. That's what you do. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I, I mean, do not. Why did you take him on the road trip if he's not if playing? If he's not going to play. If he's not And he's playing, on the bench, you goofs. He's I, sitting there. I don't get that. Don't get it. Again, I don't think that he makes a massive difference in this game. I think that the Grizzlies still lose this game tonight. Maybe it's slightly closer. Yeah, I don't see them winning it even with him. But not, not. I, I don't, man. It makes zero sense to me as to why he traveled with the team on this road trip. Trick people. That's about it. If you had, if you had no intentions of him playing, Jaron, Justice, you know, they've been traveling with the team. That's fine. Why is Jay if he is in health and safety protocols? Why why is he why is he coming? Why is he sitting on the bench? Why is he talking to people? He shouldn't even be there if he's in the health and safety stuff. Ah, it's yeah. stupid. He should be at home chilling out. Does he return Thursday at home against the Rockets? If they do, they win. Calling it now. Your guess is as good as mine. I have no idea. We'll find out. Probably Wednesday afternoon, whenever they release the injury report before the game. Have we? Didn't mean to cut you off. There. You're good. Go ahead. Have man. we mentioned the thing about Jaron? What they said about him the other day? Have you mentioned that? Um, I didn't talk about Jaron a whole. I talked about Justice and uh, and him. Well, you know, having his media availability and talking about his injury. I, I don't think I. You know, I, I think I may have said something about. It. I don't remember exactly. Well, um, let me see who said this. Chris Harrington. Yes, Harrington. Yes. Yep. I could not. Fi- it, it doesn't it's okay. Say I knew. It I knew which. I knew yeah, what you were talking about. It doesn't about. say it on here that I have right here, but it says that he probably Jaron will not be back until the second half of the season. That that was Harrington's prediction. Yes. He he thought that Jaron was not going to return until after we get the second half of the schedule. That's depressing. But it is what it is. It, you know, I, I, Sam, you weren't here last night, so I kind of, I'll give you a, a little rundown of what I, 
I talked about that. I talked about okay. Jaron and Justice and their their injuries. Some I didn't go. I didn't talk about. I didn't reference uh, Harrington and what he said. And I can't say that I disagree with that. But here's where I'm at on it, man. The Grizzlies are doing well without them. It's been said that it, you know it's been documented by the front office, by the coaching staff. The players want to make the playoffs. The players, you know, Dylan Brooks, the beginning of the year, he's like, hell yeah, we want to make the playoffs. But it's a developmental season. And the championship window for the Grizzlies does not happen if Jaron Jackson is not healthy. Doesn't happen. There is no championship window without Jaron Jackson being healthy. You're setting in last night, they were in fourth. Tonight, they're in sixth. In the West, you're in the playoff hunt. Without him, why rush him back? The one thing that I do wish would happen is that they would just flat out say that. They still don't have to give us a timetable, but I want something other than the the generic, oh, you know, I'm not going to go back into what they always say. You guys know what they always say. I've talked about it on the show a dozen times or more. But say, hey, you know, we're holding them out. And we're taking this slow because we want these guys to be 100% when they come back. Rather than risking the injury or, you know, risking his career at this point, we're happy with the way that our team is playing. We're in a good spot. Even though our team is not healthy, we're going to wait and let him get healthy before he comes back. And that's just where I am. Are, are Are you on the side of... You need him to come back, or the Grizzlies need him to come back right now? No, not really, no. I would just like for him to come back so they can just start. I mean, you put him out there. You have him and Jonas out there tonight. They might have won tonight. It's a completely different game with both of those guys. With it's the 100%. defense that brings and everything, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, that Jer- could be different. It, it is. You know, you got Sabonis is more physical than Turner, so... JV is Garden Sabonis, and you got Jaron Garden Turner. I've seen that. Probably a completely different game. Mm-hmm. You know, one hundred percent a completely different game. But we don't have him. You know, he's not healthy at this point. Are not healthy enough that they're going to play him. Judging by the videos that I've watched, he is healthy. Are closer. So, again, I'm fine with with what they're doing other than just not communicating with us. There's no transparency at all. I want that. We'll get out of here. I got nothing else for tonight's game. Desmond Bain shot the ball well. We know that he can shoot. He was distributing the ball well. What Bain Bain ended with five assists. Yes, 16 points, five assists. You need a secondary playmaker that can knock down shots. He's your man. Boy, the Grizzlies got him. Desmond Bain. Know about our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Best out online sports book out there. Promo codes HOOPBALL. Get over there. Get the betting. Throw your parlays together. Win big money. Mybookie.ag. Promo code HOOPBALL. You know their motto. You bet, you win, you get paid. Get over there. Get the money. Let them know that we sent you. It helps us out. We appreciate it. Another thing that helps us out that I don't know that I've talked about on this show is subscribing to the podcast. 
Super easy to do. Appreciate anybody and everybody that is subscribing already and leaving us a, a five-star review on iTunes. Gets us to the forefront when guys are searching for, guys or gals are searching for Grizzlies podcast. The five-star reviews are the ones that bring your podcast up when they're searching Grizzlies podcast. So for those of you that have went and left us a five-star review, we appreciate that. For those of you that haven't, help us out. Go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. If you're listening to your podcast in other places, I apologize. I don't know how to tell you to leave a review. I'm sure that there's a way. If you know how to do it, hook us up. We appreciate the help. You can get the show on Twitter. It's at HoopballGrizz. I'm at DWill2111. Sam is. It is Sammy B1118. That's a capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. We're getting out of here. We will come back. Isaac is back with a post game on Saturday with me against the Pelicans. And that one may be a little bit longer than our general post games because there's a few things. I uh, hadn't had Isaac on for a while. There's a few things that I want to talk to him about, a few topics that we're going to cover. So look for a little bit of a longer show with Isaac after the Pelicans game on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Until next time, go green. Go green. Diego. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.